0: Hello and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. That was me being a guitar, I guess. I don't know. I'm full of it today, Kathy.
1: You sounded like uh, when you said hello and welcome to the show. That reminds me of back in the SNL days when Anna Gosteyer and Molly Shannon would do their NPR. Hello.
0: (laughs) When we first started recording on Better Sound Equipment, I think it was like season two or something, Kathy was like, I was with my friend the other day and the ad that was at the top of the show at that point came on and she thought we were on NPR because you read the ad and you oh, said, right. Like, I forgot about that. I remembered I it because I was NPR. like, yeah. did I? I didn't. And I literally had to listen to myself and I'm like, I guess I do. What an incredible compliment. I don't sound like that right now, but. That's funny. I, I forgot about that. I remembered that just because it was early on and I was definitely looking for validation of like, does it sound okay? And so I remember you say that. Hilaire. Hilaire. Welcome to Terror Talk. Let's talk about some more today, shall we? Sure. Okay. Cocaine crabs from outer space.
1: Oh, okay. She just got
0: right in there. Get pinched to death by no budget creature feature this summer. And there are some photos. So this year's Cocaine Bear has spawned <laughs> damn near an entire subgenre of mockbuster movies with Cocaine Shark, announced a little while ago. Additionally, we've learned this week, or whenever the week this was published, it was recent. This is a bloody disgusting article. You're bloody disgusting. Cocaine Crabs from Outer Space. Kathy has. Kathy has. Cocaine Crabs from Outer Space is coming soon for the cinema. You're so rude. There's some pre-sales for Blu-ray June 1st. So I realize this is a little bit late, but you know, the digital and DVD release of this is going to be like late summer, early fall. So I really feel you do need to run out and watch cocaine crabs from outer space because a couple of intergalactic space crabs land on earth and they encounter the one thing they didn't expect A duo of dumb frat boys force-feeding them cocaine. I am loving all of this. As it turns out, cocaine gives space crabs an overbearing impulse to kill. So their string of peculiar homicides has Detective Charlie Reese thinking that something smells fishy. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) But when when he explains to his captain that crabs may be causing the grizzly murders, he is quickly dismissed. Trying to back up his theory, Detective Reese seeks the help of a sea life expert. (sighs) But the best local help he can find is a pet store employee named Alex. Convinced that the detective may be onto something, the two of them find themselves teaming up in this deadly wake of coked-out crabs. Wow. Right. Right. So the the art that I'm looking at is like they use the same fonts as Cocaine Bear on all these movies. So it's just as like Cocaine, and then the the word Crabs is in that one font that they wrote the bear in from Outer Space. And then there's this like picture of all these crabs on the ground and these little, this little like alien ship above them. That sounds fantastic. I would watch that. See, you,
1: you've you come over to the trash side Well, of I like things. the trash. Okay, good. I like when you talk about the trash. Can I add to the trash? Please. Folks, there's a new leprechaun movie in the works from IT producer. <laughs>
0: I saw that. Oh.
1: We'll reimagine cult, seri- uh, cult horror series. So Lionsgate announces a new leprechaun movie is in development with IT producer Roy Lee, with the new film expected to reimagine the cult horror series. They say 30 years after its debut, this franchise still casts a spell and we're thrilled to be bringing it back with a new vision. Roy and Murray are two of our most trusted producers especially with this genre and we're excited by Felipe's vision for the film as a director vision yes in his hands this movie should be very scary and a ton of fun so Felipe Vargas is going to be directing it and then I believe production uh, producer uh, Mary Yoon or Murray Yoon who uh, produced Don't Worry Darling uh, will also be involved with this and Vargas helmed the 2020 horror short "Milk Teeth," uh, which I believe I've heard of, but I don't think I've seen. So my guess is they're going to keep. This is just my guess is that they'll keep some of the hokiness of it, but they're going to make it a lot scarier. And I, yeah, I,
0: I'll go see it. Yeah, they've tried that with Leprechaun before. There was a there was one that people didn't really like because it wasn't like tongue and cheek, and you know, a little Leprechaun running around. That was more scary that, you know, when we did the episode on the Leprechaun series back in the day, which obviously we're going to have to revisit, maybe our minds have been changed since we did that episode because I think it was in season one, which Mm. isn't even available widely it's only available to um sort of a higher tier patreon membership because you know what <laughs> you gotta pay to hear that bad sound yeah no there's a lot of good contact content in our first season but i've had to go back and edit them quite a bit because of the sound issues but you know we started small yes and we, we did grown we have so but yeah i was thinking for like leprechaun 52 it might be that Uh, jennifer anison has gotten as old as lynn shay and will be available oh yes for leprechaun movies right like i get it you don't want to do that right now still hot to trot but one day we hope she moves into the elder crone characters and she can revisit the leprechaun series because that would be a heck of a lot of fun it would be thank you for sharing that you're welcome shall we talk about some movies now you don't want to do Horror Facts with Kath? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to skip it. Yeah. Just kidding. We're going to do a little thing we like to call...
1: hmm
0: Number one.
1: Scientists have confirmed that humans have just two innate fears. The rest are learned. Hmm. What are these two? Oh, wow. Cool. Number two. Zombie... Has been derived from the African word "zombie," spelled N Z A M B I, which means what? Mm.
0: Or zombie?
1: Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> zombie or zombie <laughs> or, zombie, <laughs> or zombie. 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 Number three. How tall did Mary Shelley describe Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster to be? Mm-hmm. Number four. This well-known actor was asked to be buried in a Dracula cape. <laughs> and no, it's not Nick Cage. He's still alive, but I could see him asking Well, asked to, do to be that.
0: buried in, yeah. Like, put it in his will.
1: And number five. This actor officiated a zombie-themed wedding in 2010.
0: I mean, if you're going to get married, I I would prefer that you make it kind of fun like that. Right? Like, that sounds like a good yeah. idea I don't, know. I don't know well okay we're gonna find out those answers at the end of the show that's how we do things here there's a couple of those that i'm like huh i wonder about that myself i watched the movie malum from 2023 it's 92 minutes long it's a drama horror thriller a rookie police officer willingly takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death and a vicious cult. So you can see why I watched it. I like the culty stuff. Yeah. It's, you can rent it or whatever on prime video. I believe it stars Jessica Sula as Jessica Lauren in this movie. And, what I will say as an overarching thought about this movie is that I liked it. I thought I was a little bit surprised and I know that critics sort of liked it more than audience folks. And I don't think, I actually don't think a lot of people have seen it probably, but it kind of lures you in and it's a haunted police station. Basically (laughs) that's kind of what you're, (laughs) what, what you're left with. And she is a rookie cop and her dad was a cop and So there's some backstory there, which doesn't really matter. But mostly it's just, it's good gore. (laughs) There's like, it's an expand. Also, I should mention, this is a expanded reimagining of the 2014 horror cult classic Last Shift. So they've redone it. And I enjoyed it. I haven't watched Last Shift lately, so I can't really compare. But there was good gore in it. And I just enjoyed, and I enjoyed the culty aspects to it as well. And I found it kind of intriguing. And I kind of thought that the demon was kind of cool that they ended up having in it. So
1: very cool. Yeah. I just want to tell the audience that Shannon and I do not talk about things ahead of time, but I want to show you what's on my screen right now. And it's a movie called Last Shift from 2014. (laughs) Is that the
0: one you watched? Yeah. (gasps) You know, and Life this just is, works out sometimes. I really, can tell by the way you were smiling I, at me that well, you had like a little. Once you
1: started to talk about the summary, You're I'm like, sitting there going, do I have the wrong name to this movie? <laughs> because this was streaming and I thought I had never seen it. So, yeah, a rookie this cop's first like shift alone. Synchronicity. And the last night of a closing police station turns into a living nightmare. So I have not seen the one that you're talking about. I have seen the 2014 with uh, Juliana Harkavy, I think is how you say her name. She was played Alicia on The Walking Dead. And she is fantastic as the lead in this. I think her acting, it's pretty much a solo film. And so Hmm. her acting is really believable. Um, She doesn't overact. She really is so in the moment. And um, she tries to hold the tears and the terror back, which is to me, you know, much more realistic. Of course. And uh, my partner and I were watching this and she acts and she's like, wow, this is actually really hard to carry a movie like this because she has to do all of these reactions without blowing up the screen, without overacting. Um, So I found it really good, really terrifying, agree with you that the demon and just the, the whole concept of being left in, in the police station and how, you know, knowing some of my, in some of my work, I work closely with uh, law enforcement and knowing that they, will really be looked down upon if they can't handle something. And so, you know, the, she's trying to get out of the station and calls her commander. And he's like, y- yeah, if you want to leave, then you're certainly nothing like your father. The apple falls really far from the tree. So she's like, all right, fine. Fuck, I'll stay. And, um, everything keeps getting weirder and weirder, but I loved this movie. And I just think it's so funny because I was going to talk about this on another week. Oh, okay. And,
0: You're like, no, now I got to talk about it right now. Yeah.
1: So um, either one of those I recommend. I haven't seen. It sounds like this new one's good. So it sounds
0: like I need to go back and see Last Shift and you might want to see Malum because it is a reimagining from what I'm told. So it's not exact. I mean, obviously it's the same premise, but it's got a lot of like culty elements, you know, different things. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we like talked about the show beforehand and then we came off like we were the smartest people ever that we watched both of those?
1: That oh, yeah. was really fun. I'm sitting over here smiling. You guys can't see us, but she starts to get more in depth and I'm like, this is weird. No, I immediately
0: yeah. looked over and I can tell you were holding back. Like mm-hmm. I I know Kathy well enough to know that you, she was like a little Cheshire cat with her little smile and something. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, maybe she saw it too, because usually what she'll do Sometimes, is like, yeah. Do you know, like we did last week, and that happens very, very often because we do try to see like new stuff. But anyway, cool, fun stuff. I will. I was planning on going back and watching the older one as well. Anyway, after I watched this, because I was like, oh, I got to do it. And the new one is called what again? Malum. Malum. M a l u m twenty twenty three. I saw this movie called The Five Devils. So did I. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. like, shut up. So this is from 2022. Now this stars, this is more of a drama fantasy, but it's definitely kind of got a very creepy, creepy vibes to it. And it's called the five devils. So there's that. This stars the woman who was the lead. Her, um, her name is Adele. The lead in blue is the warmest color. Okay. And I really enjoyed that movie's, Emotion and, uh, I guess, the atmosphere of that movie I really enjoyed. Yeah, very raw. So this one's called The Five Devils. And I just really like that actress. So I was intrigued to see this movie because this is different than that. It's, it's, It's different. But it also has a lot of sort of a similar atmosphere to it where it's more realistic and raw, gritty, whatever, but it's it's definitely not the same. So Adele is wonderful in this. Like I gave a full star just for her because she is a fantastic French actress, in my opinion. The cinematography, another star for the cinematography. So like the star of the show is the way it looks and how it's shot. I mean, all of the acting is exceptional in this. And I mean, it's got that French atmospheric dread and there's a creepyish kid in that, and it and it goes in a lot of different directions. And I think that, you know, critics loved it more than audiences because I do feel like it's an acquired kind of taste. It's kind of it's kind of mixes genres, and it's sort of overflowing with like where you could go mentally with it. And there are some points where you think it's going to be one thing, and then it's another thing. So I do think it like jets you around all. Of all over the place and there's magical realism to it and there's like a family's troubled past and I just found it's quite riveting but it might just be because I think she's such an interesting person but okay um, and as an actress but here's the here's what it's about it is French so if you don't like French films you may not like this eight-year-old Vicky has a mysterious gift She can recreate any scent, this is the kid that's in the movie, not not Adele that I was talking about. She can recreate any scent she comes across, even that of her beloved mother, Joanne, who is Adele. When her estranged aunt suddenly returns to town, the invocation of her fragrance plunges the young girl back in time to unravel a past replete with family secrets and queer romance. Let me make that make sense you've got eight-year-old Vicky, you've got Adele who plays the mom, then you've got the father whose name I'm not coming up with right this moment, but I will look it up. I think it's Mustafa, happens to be African-American. And then you've got um, the dad's sister who happened to have been the wife's best friend like in high school and stuff and so they're they're all interconnected right so aunt shows back up meaning aunt of the little girl and then all of this sort of like past their past starts to come to light kind of a magical realistic way in and in a very french way but the acting is really superb and if any of that sounds interesting, it is ninety five minutes long. Like they don't belabor it; it's mm-hmm. not like four hours long or mm-hmm. two and a half hours long, like most American movies these days. So, anyway, it's it's sort of a, it's very atmospheric. You and I are, must have been on the,
1: a very similar wavelength mm. these past couple of weeks because I watched a French film called The Wild Boys. Okay, also very atmospheric, and this one also m- more of a, a drama thriller. They actually deem it a sex swap drama. Thriller. Okay then. So I'm doing some. For those of you who probably don't know this yet, but next season I'll be doing an episode on queer horror. So I'm just trying to do some research on uh, queer horror outside of just American films. And so I stumbled upon this one. It's a French film from 2017. It's a couple hours long, directed by Bertrand Mendico set in the beginning of the 20th century on the island of La Réunion. It is about five adolescent boys from wealthy families who commit a brutal crime and, in turn, taken in by a Dutch captain for rehabilitation on his dilapidated sailboat who sail for a tropical island on which they will secretly be changed into women. Notably, all the five male protagonists in the film are actually played by female actors. This is a very, very atmospheric, bizarre film Um, it's incredibly uninhibited it really challenges our tolerance of things it's erotic it makes you cringe and really I think what it is trying to do is demonstrate the privilege of being male yet without minimizing or devaluing the power of being female. Mm -hmm. So in the process, you know, they are, they end up all five of them, like it says, end up committing all these different acts that are, are very psychopathic at the beginning. And so they're kind of put on this trial, they're sent to this Island. And in the midst of it, the Island becomes this very erotic place where while they're still male, they're thinking like, Oh, like we got off easy. We're like, fucking these plants that are, that are women that come alive. And like, it's this pleasure Island, basically Okay, not realizing that through the course of it, they're now starting to change. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why are you laughing?
0: Cause it's just funny.
1: <laughs> it's really bizarre, but, but then where it gets really <laughs> unsettling is when one of the boys realizes that <laughs> one of their peers has turned female and he tries to rape her. And so this is where it really gets into the like, the power of being male and the privilege that you have of basically just doing whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Once they um, transition into being female, the whole feeling of the movie changes. But it's really, it's one of the, you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. Sure. And it challenges you to think about things. And at first I'm like, this movie is just, I, I don't know if I can finish it. <laughs> and then at some point it just kind of, pulls you at your curiosity and you're like, this is actually really clever. And so I I actually ended up really liking it. Wow. As bizarre as it was, I'm like, "It it's a political statement and it's done well. And without like weakening or devaluing the female sex, in fact, it does the opposite. But
0: it was out there. That's great, though, because that's that's positive masculinity. I mean, yeah, we want to exist in both realms. That's right. Masculinity right. can be positive, and so can femininity, and also toxic on both ends. So that's really good. I love to hear those kinds of situations where there's any kind of through line of the positive masculine. Yeah. You know, even though we talk a lot about serial killers and stuff, so we right. we end up living a lot in the toxic masculinity or the entitled or the patriarchy or any of that. but yeah, you know there is so much positive masculinity in the world that you know i'm I'm glad there are movies obviously that at least speak to it on even a metaphoric level, yep. <laughs> The answers, ladies and gentlemen. Okay,
1: scientists have confirmed that humans have just two innate fears; the rest are learned. What are the two?
0: I don't know. I don't know, but I believe I know one of them. I don't think I know two of them. Um, One I think is uh, falling. Yes, I don't. That is one. I'm not sure what the other one is.
1: Fear of loud sounds. Mm. So that would be probably because of our survival.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, that makes sense in our DNA that we would need to survive, you know, growling animals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so- Crashing, any natural, like, uh, you know, the world's evolution, right? So sure. any natural disasters. Um, number two, zombie has been derived uh, from the African word zombie, spelled N-Z-A-M-B-I, which means what?
0: Mm, zombie. The walk of the dead. I don't know. It means God. Okay
1: no no number three <laughs> how tall is frankenstein's monster according to your your buddy mary shelley
0: <laughs> eight feet
1: correct <laughs> number four this well-known actor was asked to be buried in a dracula cape
0: did you i want to ask for like a time frame of course you said it's not in a cage obviously no it, been... this person
1: is, is is dead
0: okay long gone <laughs> okay that helps i mean my my obvious choice would be uh who played Dracula? Lugosi. Yes. Okay. He was buried in his cape. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad it wasn't like an obtuse answer. I know. Joe from, you know, Midsummer's Dream or right. whatever. That would have been really strange. <laughs> Not quite as fun for me.
1: And then this actor officiated a zombie theme wedding in 2010.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's Nick Cage? No, I don't know. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I like Bruce Campbell. Me I too. wish he was at Palooza. I know. But he was we working went. and that's good. Yeah, it's very good. There was uh, Robert England also canceled on us for Monster Palooza. Poor guy had COVID. Yeah, he had COVID. Like literally canceled day of. Practically, I think we were already there. And I yeah, saw the well, you you had said to me, she thought I was it was not like, coming. I said, Are you messing with me? Because <laughs> that would be really
1: cruel. It would be super cruel.
0: <laughs> I'm like, no. But I wish I'd thought of that. Thank you so much for listening. We very much hope you enjoy your weekend. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.